it's time for the Raytown Roundup, where we never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Today's tall tale is sure to amuse, entertain, and lead to laughter, or at least a snicker or two. So sit back, relax, and let's get caught up on what's happening with the folks in Raytown this week. Here comes the Raytown Roundup with your author and storyteller, Dr. Pam Arlen. Hello and welcome back to Raytown. It's November here, and that means that the weather has turned downright cold from time to time. Afternoons are still usually warm and sunny, and we've got the soft light of fall that's settling in. We don't need our lawnmowers to cut the grass anymore. Instead, they're all busy picking up leaves in the yards of the hardworking people in Raytown. The Chiefs have been playing, which always gives something to talk about, even if it's not always something good. We've swapped the clothes in the closets. Front and center in the closet is now long sleeves and flannel. These are cozy clothes that don't tell on you if you've gained weight over the summer. This cool change of temperature means it's the return of hot tea season. Now, don't get me wrong, we drink tea regularly here in Raytown, but we would normally drink iced tea. Not the kind of tea that they drink in the South with lots and lots of sugar in it. No, just some good old basic Lipton tea bags with some ice. Nothing fancy. Maybe a lemon, but nothing like pomegranate. If we're feeling really exotic, it might turn into peach tea. But it's not likely because that would make us feel snooty. That's right, snooty. And the basics are so good to start with. Why ruin good black tea with too many frilly things? Mom got especially excited this hot tea season due to the acquisition of a tea box. Now, normally a tea box in Raytown means the cardboard box that the tea was sold in at the store. In extreme cases, this might mean a metal box that the tea was sold in. Now, that would be fancy tea. That would be the kind of tea that you give as a gift. Our garage is full of old metal tea boxes that are now empty. Now, we don't need those boxes, but we also can't just throw them away. After all, they might be just the right container for some project someday. So, they sit in the garage and gather dust. In any event, that's not what inspired Mom. She received a bona fide, genuine tea box just like the Queen of England would use. It's a wooden box with small sections in it to hold different kinds of tea bags. This particular one is beautiful made of dark wood with a see-through glass top. Looking through the glass top reveals a variety of exotic teas that came with the box and one empty spot where all the tea is gone. That's the place where the plain old black tea was. The rest of the tea will hopefully be inviting to unsuspecting guests who might grace our home during the coming holiday season. One can only hope that they will be delighted to drink fancy tea with pomegranate and Indian spices in it. We certainly are not. 
Back in the day, we got to add sugar to our tea, but now we have to add either organic sugar or some sort of weird chemical sweetener. This is actually just confusing to us. As far as we can tell, sugar has always been organic and all natural, but somehow, despite being organic and all natural, it's still not good for us. So that's a huge disappointment. And so each evening for decades, we've watched the news and change how we sweeten our tea. First, it was pink packets, and then it was blue packets, and then yellow, and I think some green packets entered into our home relatively recently as well. Some sweeteners like agave insist on being liquid, and then there's some honey in there too. Is that still allowed? We like to go get our honey from the Messner bee farm here in Raytown, and we sure hope that we still get to put honey in our tea. But it certainly makes one wonder how many different colors are actually available for sweetener packets. Do sweetener companies register a color? Are you allowed to register a color? Anyway, now a container of monk fruit sits near our tea. None of us here in our house, anyway, are quite sure what monk fruit is. It also seems to have some sort of a Chinese name, probably something related to monks, but none of us can remember what that other name is. And none of us actually even knows what the real monk fruit looks like either. All we have are monk fruit's powdery remains. Can powdery remains of a fruit be organic? It sure doesn't seem organic. It seems like something from a crazed scientist test lab. But it says right on the container that it's good for us. And so we're sweetening our hot tea with monk fruit now. But with monk fruit, it's the teeniest, tiniest amount of sweetener we have ever seen. In fact, it's hard to get a small enough amount of the monk fruit to not over-sweeten the tea. It's such a small amount that we might actually have to convert to the metric system in America. We cannot measure this micro amount of needed sweetener in our traditional English teaspoon system anyway. The other day, Mrs. Mason dropped by the house. When she was adding monk fruit to her tea, her face looked contorted. She first put on her glasses, then with the precision of a laboratory scientist, dipped the teensiest bit of her spoon into the container. She then shook some off and tried again. All the while, her face and arms were contorting with the extreme precision needed to use the monk fruit. Although I don't think any off-color words came out of her mouth, her face seemed to have several of them written on it. Makes one wonder if she shaved moments off of her life or added to it using monk fruit. Anyway, I later heard Mrs. Mason being an evangelist for monk fruit with Miss Julie across the way. She spoke with enthusiasm and pride about her monk fruit experiences. You only need the tiniest bit, she said, and her voice got thin and high as she accented tiny. Then a brief discussion about how to buy it ensued, 
and they began to look up monk fruit online, it was certainly the blind leading the blind. Yes, times change. But no, this time of the year is the time of year that we actually drink hot tea. Hot tea is usually something more seen in movies or offered to a visitor from another country around here. For some reason, visitors from other countries, and we have a lot of them, like to bring tea as a gift. So we have a lot of it. And mostly it just sits there in the cabinet and can now be proudly displayed in mom's fancy new tea box. But this time of year we get all the tea out. Green tea, black tea, red tea, white tea. Some tea has flavors in it. Orange, peach, chocolate. Since this tea drinking is completely beyond our expertise, we usually just close our eyes and grab a bag or a pinch of some weedy or branchy or leafy tea and go for it. Lipton tea always came in a bag, but some of these more exotic teas are loose, which is another term that means we were too lazy to put this tea in a bag for you so you can do it yourself. This also means disappointingly that the Queen of England tea box is useless for displaying this tea. This makes this odd assortment of sticks called tea even more ridiculous in our eyes. So we go rummaging around in a drawer for a tea ball. This takes some time and off-color remarks, but way in the back is the tea ball that was last used a year ago. Then we pack the tea into that little metal ball like chewing tobacco, we throw some hot water over it and wait, feeling vaguely disappointed. Why do we do this? Because we're cold. And we've already had four cups of coffee today. Now we all know that coffee is immensely superior to tea, but one can only drink so much coffee before adverse twitching settles in, well, at least for most of us. Some of the neighbors are able to drink a pot of coffee a day and drink it like water, but no. Here in our house, we're going to have to switch to tea. Hot tea season has come to Raytown again. And that's the roundup of all the news from Raytown this week. Thanks for joining us. Well, folks, that's it for the Raytown Roundup for now. We sure would appreciate it if you'd tell your friends and family to subscribe to the podcast. New stories will be coming out each week, and you won't want to miss them. Raytown Roundup can be enjoyed wherever podcasts are found and on the web at raytownroundup.buzzsprout.com. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you with joy, much laughter, and friendship with Jesus.